We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Inside the Clubhouse right here on 670 The Score. I'm Matt Spiegel, pleased as always here to be next to Bruce Levine. We are in Wrigleyville, and Bruce, the eyes of the baseball world, will be on this neighborhood at noon for Cubs and Cardinals with a lot of playoff scenarios still up in the air. You know, Matt, it doesn't get any better than the final weekend. People not knowing where they're going to be in the playoffs. We know the Cubs are in the playoffs. We know the Brewers are in the playoffs. We know the Cardinals, I mean, the Rockies and the Braves are in the playoffs. The Braves are the only one we know have a destination. They've won their (laughs) division. Everybody else with two games left it's up in the air, and it can't get any better than that. Balls dropping off of people's uh, gloves in the outfield and home runs in Milwaukee occurring because of it. All this type of stuff, great pitching by the Cubs. It's, it's playoff baseball four or five days early, and you get to talk to us here on Inside the Clubhouse at 312-644-6767. Call Matt, call me, call your friends, call your Call your wives, call, call your, your daughters. And by the way, Matt, uh, Inside the Clubhouse, <laughs> brought to you by Max and Brent Benny's in Northbrook, the fall destination for the best restaurant, deli, and bakery experience in Chicagoland. It's time to enjoy the best homemade soups at Max and Benny's. Chicken noodle, matzo ball, crepe lock, sweet and sour cabbage, and a vegetarian special soup every day. Dinners from 4 to 9, 7 days a week. Chicken, brisket, and the freshest whitefish and salmon each night. MaxandBenny's.com. Build your own salad bar. Build your own Sunday bar. All a part of this great experience at Max and Benny's, 30 minutes from downtown, 30 minutes from the Wisconsin border. Love you some Max and Benny's in Northbrook. Love you some playoff caliber baseball. And the atmosphere was great yesterday, Matt. I know you were uh, working and sitting and enjoying what was a, a tremendous game by Kyle Hendricks. And that has been the king for the Chicago Cubs starting pitching yeah it's been it's been amazing to watch Hendricks of late just been absolutely terrific and going deep deep into games which is obviously hugely important just within the game itself to save the bullpen and to get to today where Joe Madden has just about everybody available in that bullpen now who he trusts and who the guys are for high leverage well that seems to change on an almost daily basis it's it's amazing Bruce that the the newly acquired guys from recent months are kind of the ones that he trusts the most right now. Chavez and De La Rosa and Brandon Kinsler a little bit is on the good side. Uh, Jaime Garcia is on the good side as he tries to figure out whether he can trust Carl Edwards again. And I know C-Sheck and Justin Wilson are two guys he has no choice but to be confident in and, and for the most part should be. Well, confident, you know, with Joe Madden, he believes in whoever's on the 25-man roster. There's no doghouse. Uh, there's no, you stunk today, you're not going out there tomorrow. Uh, he talked at length about that yesterday in the pregame with us, mm-hmm. Matt. The idea that, um, hey, you're a bullpen guy. You're going to have bad days. That doesn't mean that we're not using you again. What I'm going to do is I'm going to shake your hand, tell you good effort, and I'm going to mean it because we're going to need you to come out the next time. So, where you see other managers who have guys buried deep in their uh, bullpen, in their doghouse, 
Madden doesn't have it. He doesn't believe in it for, because, first of all, the way this season has gone, he's needed every arm that they've had out there. Uh, as the rosters are pared down here when the playoffs begin uh, on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, whenever it is for the Cubs, we don't know when it is. Whenever it is, uh, he's going to have to pare down. You won't see a guy like Garcia. You won't see a guy most likely like Kinsler. You're going to have a, a, a bullpen that's going to probably have eight guys in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, With Montgomery out there you're as gonna one have of the lefties. A, you're going to have your extra starter in Montgomery out there. And you're also going to have a situation where uh, if it's a wild card game, it's going to be a completely different roster that nobody expected. As you just heard in Bruce's voice, as we talk about what the next week is going to bring, we have to pause and give three options every time, even if you just do it mentally. So just ma- let's just map it out for people for a moment that if the Cubs finish and win the division by tomorrow, and remember all the games tomorrow are, start at 2.20 Central Time, every game in baseball, including the Brewers. If both games matter, if the Cubs win the division, then they will be able to rest and begin a division series right here on Thursday. If the Cubs and the Brewers end up tied for the division at the end of tomorrow, they will play a one-game playoff on Monday at Wrigley Field when the pitcher for the Cubs would be Jose Quintana. And time, Most, time variable depending on if there's any other ties. Right, if there's any it other one-gamer. It might be at uh, noon. Uh-huh. It, it might be at 3 in the afternoon. Uh, yes. And or uh, whenever you can get out here. <laughs> whenever you can get you, out. You let us know. You let us know. And that's, <laughs> but that is, that's, those are some of the scenarios. And those Matt, are two. Matt has more for you. Yeah, those, those are two. And remember that if they do play that one gamer and they win it, then that means that they then get to rest until Thursday. If they lose the one gamer, that means they play in the wild card game on right. Tuesday. Uh, of course, they could be passed by the Brewers. If the Cubs lose a couple of games here and the Brewers win a couple, then the Cubs would play in the wild card on Tuesday, and that's when John Lester would be available. And they would host that. And they would host that. So the Cubs will host a game this coming week at Wrigley in the postseason. It, it'll either be game 163 on Monday, which will start and, and, and not technically be postseason, but then Tuesday. So it's, they're playing either Monday, Tuesday, right. or Thursday, right. and we're not sure who's pitching. Other so, than that, so we got a lot of clarity with two e- days to go. Easily said, whoa, <laughs> Sorry. take it easy there. Yep. Take it easy. I know you're excited, Matt. Uh-huh. Monday, it would be a, a playoff for the division. Tuesday, the Cubs, if they're playing, would host the wild card. And Thursday, if they win the division, yeah. they will be the host starting at, on Thursday for one of the NLDS games, and they will, if they if that scenario comes up, mm-hmm. Matt, they will play the wild card winner because they have con- both uh, the Brewers and the Cubs have clinched the best home the best record. So therefore, they will play either either team will play the wild card winner. But but there is that chance if they tie for the division. And then have to play the wild card game and then win the wild card game. Then they go in as the wild card against that number one seed. So does that mean they would play at the Brewers on Thursday? No, no. The, the, either the Cubs or the Brewers will host the wild card. 
Oh, right, because then the other one will be eliminated after. That's right. Uh, but, but they can still both get in. They, 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 can, they can play Monday against each other and still both get they're, in because the they winners, are, they they're, are, they're both in. They are both in. Right, so, so that's what I'm saying. It's, it's possible still that the Cubs and Brewers play on Monday. The Brewers win, so they get ready to host the NLDS on Thursday. The Cubs have to play the wild card on Tuesday again at Wrigley. If right. they win that, then they go to Milwaukee to that's begin right. the NLDS on Thursday. Right. This is madness. It's it's good. It's a good time. Three one two six four four six seven six seven. If you don't enjoy this, you don't enjoy baseball. My question to you and our great listeners out there, Matt, is: uh, Is this enough for you, or are you a spoiled Cub fan at this point? Are you a fan that expected this thing to be wrapped up two weeks ago? Are you disappointed with that your team has gone down to the wire? Even though, let's point out, they still have the best record in the National League. And they could clinch today. But I get the angst, Matt, and I don't know. For sure. You know, you put your finger on the pulse, you take the temperature, of the, whatever way you want to. I, I, I don't want to get that personal. Or, that. Uh, orally. Orally. You, you take the temperature. <laughs> Thanks for the option. And then, and then you get the angst of, <laughs> we have the best team. We've had the best team. Yeah. Why haven't we won it yet? I think, I think what's, what's interesting, Bruce, is that a lot of people after 2016 perhaps thought that they would not feel this kind of stress and tension again and right. feel this kind, of, this kind of pressure and this, this craziness. But, you know, to take it from a guy who grew up a Red Sox fan has watched his whole family go through it. It doesn't take a whole lot to put you right back there. And I think a lot of Cubs fans realize it now how frustrated you are, how bothered you are by a 93-win team, how stressed out you are by a team what that is still the, the best in the National League. What about League. the entitlement issue? Uh, yes. Well, that, I mean, we're, we're good. We have Epstein. We yep. have Hoyer. We have Madden. Mm -hmm. We have the best team. We have the highest payroll. We need to be the best team. It's just not realistic and never has been to be that way every year. The game is so hard. Look at all these guys who you thought were going to be good and still good this year and are not. Look, look at the Dodgers who get a, an unbelievable comeback year from, from Matt Kemp, an incredible breakout from Max Muncy, two guys you didn't even think about as part of their core, and here they are fighting for a playoff spot at the end of their year. This game is ridiculously difficult. And uh, so much fun. That's why if you're a baseball fan... This is your destination. Every Saturday, Matt and I will be talking to you all year long, 52 weeks out of the year, 9 until 11 every Saturday. Bonus baseball today. We're here at Aurelio's in Wrigleyville. You can stop by starting at 1030 if you'd like to, and Zach Zaidman will be doing his pregame from here at 1130 as well. So come on by. I know there will be thousands of people walking by these windows at Aurelio's here They'd love to have you in here as guests as well. Starting 10.30, normally they open 11. They're going to open half hour earlier and uh, take care of you. So uh, we're going to have fun here today. Paul Sullivan's going to stop by. We're going to talk to John Rooney, the voice of the Cardinals, along with Andre Dawson, the Hall of Famer, throughout the first pitch yesterday. And you, 312-644-6767. We got text at 6711, saving those, and we'll share them along the way. And let's go to the phone lines. Uh, on line one, it's Peter in Wheeling on 670 The Score. Peter, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, Bruce and Matt. Yeah, I have a question. In the offseason, did uh, Epstein look at Yelich or Kane? Were they looking at them? Or did Milwaukee pull a fast one and get them? And also, would well, uh, Yelich be sure. the MVP over Baez at this point? Well, 
and that's a great argument and a show topic for the rest of our show as well. Knowing, uh, knowing, we'll take a, a certain part of that right now, man. Mm-hmm. Knowing what you do when you see Javi Baez play every day, like all Chicago fans do, uh, you probably have a clear-cut idea that Javi Baez is the most valuable player because of what he does on the bases, yeah. because of what he does in the field, because of what he does with the bat. But Christian Yelich, from what he's done over this past two weeks and the entire season, really, uh, he has opened a lot of eyes here. I believe he's probably taken the lead over Baez as far as the BBWA vote on uh, who is voting for the MVP. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. But getting back, I'll let you go into the Yelich mm-hmm. and uh, Kane conversation i'll hop in well in terms of yelich and Baez, i, I agree I, I mean Baez has been amazing and i was making the case for him as recently as a week ago but guess what september counts and i know that may counts and june counts as well but right here as that team is fighting for their life christian yelich is absolutely outrageous every single night so i think he's and he does play a you know can play all over the outfield as needed so there's some flexibility there i think he's got it i know the cubs did look at lorenzo kane right they did talk about that as an option and it's difficult to um, to commit to the length of contract for a guy the age of Kane. You're going to possibly have some down years at the back they, end. I was told they made a three-year offer. Mm-hmm. And he signed for five. He signed for five. And that makes all the sense in the world to me, especially – frankly, with the memory that Theo has of the Carl Crawford signing in situation in Boston, where as soon as Crawford's speed was gone, it was like, oh, wait, what, what do we actually have out here? Um, now, now, Kane, I think, is a better player than, than Crawford. He might be, but you're probably not going to get five quality years no. out of Lorenzo Kane. If you get two, three, and you go to the playoffs all those years, mm-hmm. it's a now, great deal. Now, did they think about Yelich? Yeah, the entire baseball world did. Yelich has long had one of the prettiest swings in the game, and Miami was selling everything off. The Brewers just had a loaded system and did a very good job in filling it up. And, and what the Brewers have done all year, Bruce, is really remarkable, how they've just kept adding and adding offensive guys, bullpen guys, one starter in Gio Gonzalez, but not the impact yeah, starter it, we it's thought. It's surprising that they're where they're at considering that they decided we'll do bullpen, we'll do offense, and we'll, we'll see if that gets us there. And so far, they're within a game of it. Let's uh, hit another phone line. There. This is Tim in Downers Grove. Tim, you're on 670 The Score and Inside the Clubhouse. What do you say, Tim? Hello, Tim. Tim's asleep at the wheel. Let's, That's all right. Thank, thank you, Tim. Let's talk to Brian in East Chicago. Brian, thanks for calling. You're on with Bruce and me, Matt. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, listen, uh, I'm a first-time caller listening to your program. I enjoy it so far. Uh, but I do Thanks. have a... So far, uh, well, what? consider that. Well, I didn't mean to. Go ahead, Brian. I didn't mean to. No, uh, no, no. Listen, we're just playing. I was uh, wondering about what do you guys think about, you know, when Carl Edwards Jr. is on his game, that guy has just about unhittable stuff. And when he's off, it's disastrous. What do you think about the Cubs pitching staff in general going up against in the playoffs, Houston and L.A. Well, that, Thanks, Brian. Yeah, that's uh, that's down the line a little bit. Houston, yeah, L.A. L.A. might be Dodgers. I think he's talking about right. Let, let's let's talk about Edwards though, because I know, hey, Bruce, you're there every day, and Carl Edwards is not sure which guy he's going to be every day when he goes on the mound. Joe has said this probably seven times in the last ten days. We cannot win unless Carl Edwards gets straightened out. Said it flat, flat out. We're mm-hmm. not going anywhere unless Carl Edwards is straightened out. He keeps running him out there. 
he continues to walk people. Uh, maybe a seminal moment the other day where he walked a guy and then he gets out of the jam. And then you see the reaction from the teammates. You and I and Herb were talking about that before uh, the show started, that maybe this is the moment where Carl Edwards, where it all clicks in. But he, he, needs, those, he needs a power arm in the back, okay? The, the one thing about the Cubs uh, that they don't have that a lot of other teams have, they lost their power arms in the back. They lost Strope. He might be back mm. the next few days. They lost uh, Morrow. That, that was 97, 98 at the end. They still have Wilson. They still have Edwards. But without power arms, if you are inducing contact, a lot of bad things can happen at the end of the game. It's terrifying to trust Carl Edwards. From the fan perspective, I'm done trusting Carl Edwards, um, whether it is the home run to Harper in the Nats series, which they're lucky to survive, whether, it, whether it's the four-pitch walk to you, Darvish, as he taunted him last year in the playoffs, whether it is time after time after time this year where he goes in and cannot find the plate and a seeming inability to find it again there so, in the middle so of the inning. So if you're but, Joe Madden, you're not using it. No, but that, I'm not Joe Madden. And, no, and just if for, you for, are, are you using for it? For all the reasons you said, yeah. I understand why he keeps trying to look for that moment that will help Edwards click it in. And to the point on Thursday night, I was there, had decent seats behind the dugout, had a, which means I had a really good angle for when Carl was walking off the field. And after four-pitch walk at the beginning, Rizzo goes over, talks to him. Then Edwards walks out, and as you say, Rizzo jumping over on his arm, celebrating that he got out of it. Contreras comes over. The body language and the look of relief and satisfaction on Edwards was so massive, and it was palpable. I would love to believe that that exercised some demons and now will stick, but it's hard to trust his mentality and approach every day, isn't it? So you wouldn't use them? <sighs> no, I, I, I wouldn't, but I'm sure Joe will. Okay. 670, the score is where you are. He's Bruce Levine. It is inside the clubhouse. I'm Matt Spiegel. Paul Sullivan from the Tribune will be coming by talking about this year in some historical context. Lots of your phone calls and your texts along the way. Keep it right here on 670 The Score. That was Theo Epstein on The Score early in the, earlier in the week on the Mully and Haw show. And Theo said earlier in that interview that this season has been the most difficult one. Uh, and and it's understandable um, from most their perspective. Most difficult one here, you mean? Most difficult one in the midst of this this yeah. window. Yeah, 2011 uh, would probably have been a little more difficult for them. Sure, but the uh, the the expectations and the desire to be the best team in the game that that you know defines this particular winning window. It's been incredibly stressful and difficult for them. And it's interesting, Bruce, as we hear from the fans on Inside the Clubhouse, this texture says, for me, this is way better than last year, not as good as 2016. But last year felt like they'd get to the playoffs and lose to the Dodgers at some point. This year we get an exciting playoff feel before the playoffs even start. And I feel like they could still make it to the World Series. Best time of year. That is a, a positive take on the stressful roller coaster that is the baseball season, and I like it. By the way, he's Matt Spiegel. I'm Bruce Levine. This is Inside the Clubhouse. We do this baseball show for you every Saturday, 52 weeks out of the year, uh, when we uh, are talking baseball. We always like to talk to the guys who we consider to be some of the experts in the games, the guys that know the most, the guys that, more importantly, love baseball. And from the Tribune, our good friend Paul Sullivan Nice enough to take some time and join us today 
here at Aurelio's. Good morning, Paulie. I felt like I owed you after uh, the malfunction yesterday in the press room, uh, uh, and I, I'd like to deeply apologize for, to everyone for that one. He goes right to it. He goes right to it, Bruce. For, the, well, for those I, that don't know, it was... You know, he, Paul, Paul's a South Sider, so uh, he gets in your face, and he lets you know right, wrong, in between, and little Wayne, you know, it's, it, he's your guy. Well, he's, I appreciate how he steers right into the tension. For those that don't know, we're in the press conference before the game yesterday. Joe Madden is speaking, answering a question. And Lil Wayne comes blasting from Paul Sullivan's phone. He claimed that it was uh, a ghost in the machine. He had no idea how it even happened. None of us bought it, um, but, but he, he was trying to, to blame the technology. The most entertaining part for me was, was you fumbling over the phone like uh, my grandma with a microwave. Um, <laughs> and then Kelly Krull had to come to your rescue and show you where the elusive volume button was she on did. your phone. Yes, she did. Kelly came to my rescue. She's my angel. Uh, yeah, it was very embarrassing because I'm one of those people that really hates it when people's phone rings in press conferences. Yeah, and I couldn't know shut it off. And it wasn't on. It was, I do have to say that Lil Wayne dropped an album yesterday, and I think this is all over the Internet. So uh, I think I was vindicated on Sorry, that. Sorry, we forgive you. Uh, now your take on where the Cubs are at. How do you... Uh, Bruce wants to move on from the Lil Wayne <laughs> investigation. Thank you. Lots of questions. Uh, absolutely. Thank you. I how rest do, my how case. How do you <laughs> define the Cubs season so far, or will you wait to define it until there is a conclusion here? Does it, does it take that, or can you define the season after 160 games? Well, uh, I think someone uh, wrote me the other day, uh, it was a priest, actually, that said this is the hardest... Uh, to watch good Cubs team that he can ever remember. That's well said. Meaning, you know, you know, it's always hard to watch a bad Cubs team, but this is a good one that's hard to watch. And, you know, they could win 95, 96 games, but it doesn't feel like it because they go into these mind-boggling hitting slumps, and it's just, you know, a lot of strikeouts and, uh, you know, Chris Bryant not hitting home runs, although he hit one yesterday. And it just seems like... Uh, after watching these guys for these few years do so well, it seems like they've all, obviously, except for Javi and maybe Rizzo, have disappeared. Yeah, I mean, other than Javi and Rizzo, and really the first, what, six, seven weeks of Rizzo's year were yeah. puzzling and frustrating as well. It kind of defies logic that they even have this many wins, doesn't it? Totally it totally does, especially when you think about you, Darvish, uh, you know, not doing anything, basically, in Chatwood. You know, they gave him more than enough opportunities, and really they were kind of saved by Murphy and Hamels, i got to say. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. And for, with Epstein and Hoyer, as you evaluate the job that they continue to do and continue to bring 90-plus win seasons to the Cubs now four years in a row, which is unprecedented, you know, in 100 years, the, the idea that they make mistakes like every executive does in all sports – but they don't sit there with their thumb you-know-where thinking about it. They go out and they get a Hamels. They go out and they get a Murphy. They go out and add three or four bullpen guys, some of them off the scrap heap some in trades, and they say, look, that's the mentality we have. We are the Red Sox. We are the Yankees. We just happen to be playing in the Midwest now, and we're the Chicago Cubs. And I think that's, I think that's what, what Epstein and Hoyer bring to this team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh they did make a lot of expensive mistakes at the beginning of the it's year. No they were they were able to audible. Uh, of course, having like Aurelio's in this neighborhood and everything that's added to their revenue streams uh, has helped them, you know, patch over those kind of mistakes because Murphy and Hamels, you know, the 
took some money to pay those guys too and you know some teams wouldn't even get in on them because of the money uh notably probably the brewers so uh yeah, it was a good recovery by Theo. Otherwise, I think, you know, we'd still be talking about you, Darvish. Well, that's part of why they came here, is that the owner said, yes, I will invest. And, oh, yeah, let, let's do what you guys just did in Boston, where we revamped the ballpark, and let's get that money flowing in. And then you'll be able to have the flexibility. I mean, look, you signed Jason Hayward and get what you've gotten out of him, and it doesn't keep you from spending money on you, Darvish, and Chatwood. And then, as you guys just talked about, your free agent moves are a disaster, and yet here they go with the financial flexibility and the scouting eye to to somehow get a Cole Hamels and have it yeah. work out like this. And they're scouting guys that said, hey, Chavez has, you know, got something left and uh, De La Rowe, uh, Th- That's a great call because how bullpen arms are so fickle and yeah. finicky from year to year, how they got it right on Chavez. And De La Rosa, who was on a couch yeah. for a week, he yeah. was DFA, you know he was what? on a couch for a week. I don't know if they got it right. I think Got lucky? I th- no, I think that there's a, there's a cachet. When you enter those doors now at Wrigley Field, I think it's like entering Yankee Stadium. I think it's like entering Fenway. Honestly, I don't think I'm overstating it. The fact that that room is full of leadership guys, they see that if they lose a close game, nobody gets shaken up. Nobody worries about it. Internally, you know, they don't like losing. They hate it. They probably, uh, you know, are freaking out on the inside. But there's a calm about those players and about their belief and their ability. I think that transcends and goes into the making of some of these guys walking in there and feeling good about themselves. Yeah, well, that game the other night, uh, the Pittsburgh game where they almost blew it uh, in the ninth inning, I think, was probably as stomach-turning an experience as uh, probably they've had in Chicago, maybe during the playoffs, obviously. But, I mean, regular season. Because, uh, you know, the, the foul ball, everything was coming into play like, oh, my God, this yeah. is one of those old-school Cub collapses. And the fact that they won that, I think, really probably gave a lot of relief to them and to the players yep. and uh and obviously to us because we would have been still talking yeah. about the foul ball if, it, if you're, they you're looking at a, a victor diaz moment from yeah, 2004 totally. where the cubs have a, a game and a half lead <laughs> yeah. with uh nine games to play diaz hits uh the explain that for over. the kids he's uh, doing it bros. he hits a home run <laughs> off of latroy hawkins he LaTroy designated closer for the cubs they have a game and a half lead they go on from that point to lose seven out of nine and fall completely out of the race. Uh, same thing in 2001, the uh, Preston Wilson moment uh, off of Tom Flash Gordon. Uh, two to one lead in ninth inning, two run home run. Gordon gets hurt on that very pitch, never pitches again. Cubs go in the toilet, they end it. So that's the type of moment that yeah. you're talking about that used to occur here yeah. that in this case did not. And the Pedro Strope moment, let's, we can't forget that. That might have been one of those moments, too, because, you know, injuring himself, it's like swinging a bat to mm-hmm. running to first. So, There's yeah. lots of things this year that could have foretold doom that so far have not. You're listening to Inside the Clubhouse, which is brought to you by Respect Burgers. All natural frozen Respect Burgers are now available at your local Jewel Osco. And the bottom of the hour is brought to you by Northwestern Football. Coach Fitz and Chicago's Big Ten team host Nebraska and Wisconsin next month. Limited tickets remain. Buy now at nusports.com. It's Inside the Clubhouse. I'm Matt Spiegel. He, of course, is Bruce Levine. And Paul Sullivan from the Tribune is here with us. Um, I agree wholeheartedly, Bruce, with your thought on 
the power of coming through those doors, especially when it comes to bullpen guys where confidence and stability is everything. And so they go out and get veteran guys like Chavez who they do their research on and they find out, oh, no, this guy can do absolutely anything. He's a very comfortable clubhouse very comfortable guy, and he gets that added boost of confidence. And the same thing with Hamels. And, but I'll ask you both this. What does he do that's so spectacular? All he does is just goes after guys. Yeah. guys well, well, that, that's that's, yeah. that's uh, more than half the battle of what it is to be a bullpen guy, isn't it? Just come in I and guess, absolutely fire away. I guess, and maybe in the playoffs, uh, you're going to have a different idea about what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to be a bigger moment, and the fact that just his guts aren't going to play, uh, we'll find out. But for the for time being, it's great theater. Uh, it, yeah. it, Paul, help us here. Uh, Jose Quintana will throw in the one gamer on Monday, if need be, because he's he's on schedule. He's on schedule. Yeah. Um, if if they don't have to play until Tuesday for the wild card, John Lester would be on schedule. Yeah. Um, le- assuming they win the division. Spiegel's pitching on Wednesday. <laughs> you got to pitch Kyle first, right? If they win the division. If they win the division yeah. and you don't, and you get to Thursday, you have the option of anybody. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. and you think they'd go Kyle over Lester on Thursday? I, I I do not. I think they'll go Lester Hendricks if if they have the option to really set it. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's it's a coin toss. They're both pitching so well right now, but uh, and Lester has the you know cachet from his years, but. Kyle has his years too. I mean, he's not a kid anymore. And mm-hmm. we've seen him start started last year's opener against the Nats. So and that, um, that gets us back to our question that we started the show with, Paulie, and that is uh is uh are the Cubs still gonna be the favorite because of the fact that they have the best starting pitching in the National League? Uh, I don't know. I don't think there is a really a favorite. Do you uh, agree with that? Premise? I think that you don't be, that they should be the favorite. No, that they have the best starting pitching. Uh, overall, yeah, but if you're in a short series with the Dodgers and they got Kershaw and Bueller probably pitching. And, and, and Jansen at the end. And Jansen at the end. I, I think that's the one team you don't want the Cubs to face out of all of them, and they could face them if, in the wild card if that you know happened, which would be very <laughs> strange. But Yeah, could, that, that could be, we could have Kershaw and Lester in a wild card. They're, they're pitching this man. weekend. I think Kershaw is pitching. Kershaw and is he? Bueller are pitching this weekend. Yeah. Uh, either me. way, I would not want to see the Dodgers. I wouldn't, you know, want to see the Brewers right now either. But or the Rockies are red hot. So Bring you know, them on. The all Cubs these teams, all these teams are hot going in. I think Cub fans are totally spoiled, and they just kind of assuming they're going to go to the next round because of the Cubs. Isn't which it is fun to look at this? Bizarre guy. to think in in our yeah. lifetime that they've this is happening. Hmm. Isn't it fun to look at the Cubs uh, lineup and go? This guy's not having a, his normal year. This guy's not having his normal year. This guy is certainly, we don't even know who he is anymore. Yeah. We, thought, we thought Schwarber was untradeable. We thought Hap was untradeable. Certainly Contreras, well, I never thought Hap Contreras was, was in the conversation <laughs> for preseason MVP voting. Yeah. As far, and, and you look at these years and you go, none of them have met expectations. Certainly Baez has taken a giant leap, leap up. Rizzo from the six-week period on has been outstanding. You have Bryant that's missed 75 games and not the player that he was, and yet they're still the best team with the best record in the National League. It's Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> hey, Bruce, um, you're right. Kershaw going today for the Dodgers um, against Rodriguez. That's Pudge Rodriguez's son with the Giants. And then Walker Bueller scheduled to go tomorrow. We'll see if there's any clarity and they want to keep Walker Bueller in the, in the holster. Meanwhile, the Brewers, 
um, will go against Daniel Norris today with the Tigers. They have Wade Miley going today, and then we'll see what they do tomorrow. And that's a night game, right? Yeah, 6-10. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. So the Cubs could clinch outside the ballpark. So, so what, hap- what happens if they, they do They that? come to Aurelio's. <laughs> so if, it, if it's 9.30 or All 10 right. o'clock, the Cubs have won today, they're, magic they're, number down to one. They'll be here at Aurelio's. Come on by here. And uh, you know, it's at the corner of Grace and Clark and have some great food and drinks and enjoy it with your friends. I grew up at uh, going to Aurelio's as a kid in Homewood. And uh, it was the, sauce, the only right? – it's the greatest sauce. It's uh, – Really the best pizza, I think, ever. Did we get clarity on what they did a shot of collectively when they... I think it was different. I'm guessing different. Well, Joe didn't probably... like it. We know that. Yeah, yeah, he didn't like... Well, he wanted something brown and sort of classic. Yeah. Southern Comfort. I don't know. I, but... As he said, it was too sweet. <laughs> too sweet. Let, let me ask Jaeger, you guys this. Because yeah. uh, I get asked about it. I'm sure you guys do whenever you go out. You know, Joe Madden this, Joe Madden that. Uh, some people think he's having his best year ever. Some are just waiting for him to mess it up in the playoffs. What, what do we think of Joe right now? Obviously, we love him as a media person. He's the best gift that we could ever ask for. Ask but Matt Spiegel. Managing-wise, uh, is he having a good year, or is he just lucking out, or what's going on? It, what's interesting in the way you described it is correct. I think he's had a tremendous year in terms of balancing all of the difficult Decisions he's got to make, somehow making this bullpen work with everything that he's had. It has been a very good year. And yet the tactical stuff is so crazy, and it frustrates the front office so much, not just the fans, but I think we all know it frustrates the front office so much at times. If there is another disaster of that kind or another batch of questionable stuff, I, I, I think Joe's in a precarious place. I think it's very possible if not likely, that he goes in next year as a lame duck, which is rare in and of itself. Why, why would that be? Why would that be? Yeah. Because I, I, I don't know that they want to invest in another long-term deal. Okay, that, make, now, that makes tremendous sense to me. And Sully, chime in on this. You already have the top baseball executive in the sport making $9.5 million a year. That's Theo Epstein. When he hired Joe Madden, Joe Madden was going to make $2 million more than Theo was at that time until Theo got his contract two years ago. Now, Mr. Ricketts, Mr. Epstein, Mr. Hoyer sit down and they go, we have a great manager. He's taking us to the playoffs every year. He's fantastic. He's already making $6 million a year. Industry-wise, how far do we want to go with a manager? Are we looking at the first $10 million manager in Joe Madden? He wins the World Series this year. His representative, Alan Nero, sits down with Epstein and Ricketts and goes, we want $10 million times three for the next three after next season. Yeah, like you said, the trends certainly are not for the really highly paid managers anymore. It's, I mean, there's more and more guys like Gabe Kapler just getting hired without really any experience for basically nothing. Um, the question is, can you just – put someone in here with the, the quality of players they have right now and they could do basically the same job. Uh, they have to balance that against, you know, what Joe has given them, which is a championship, which is, you know, how much, what do you price that worth? I mean, if they think they would have won that without Joe, and I don't think they think that, but a lot of fans seem to think that, 
then uh, I think a lot of fans think they want it in spite of Joe. Yes, which is because of the game six and seven right. and all that. And there, you know, you can argue that. There's no doubt about that. But overall, I mean, the guy's got like a what a 600 winning percentage or something like that with mm-hmm. the Cubs. Well, uh, just just the way that he handles those guys, go from locker to locker like you do, Matt. You as well, and. You get support for Joe, but it's not that phony, yeah, we love our manager. It's Joe gets us. Joe understands the vibe around here. Joe understands when to back off of us. And we're professionally good enough to get our work done without having Joe force us to go out in the field and take batting practice. Bruce and and Paul, do you guys think they would bat an eye? Because I do, and that's why I brought it up. But if they needed to give him three years at eight mil and yet still felt like they could make a change if they wanted to a year into that. Can they afford to just tell Mr. Ricketts, yeah, you might end up throwing this $20 million away on the back two years of the deal? Yeah, I just don't see them ever firing Joe because of what he's done. They could let his contract run out after this one. I don't see them hiring him again and then saying, okay, we're going to fire you after one year. It's just, I I know Ditka got fired, but I think Joe has earned a little more than that. So if you were going to cut ties with them, it They're would be starting a restaurant together, aren't they? Yeah, they are next year, right? Dick yeah. and uh, Madden. No, no, Madden. Madden, Madden and the Cubs. Yeah, Madden and the Cubs are. St- well, right. there you go. Yeah. It could be called Joe Girardi's at some point. <laughs> if, if it's just Joe's, yeah, yeah that Joe's. leave some options. Sully, thanks for coming by, spending some time. All right, You're thanks for best. having me. We, uh, I, not not only professionally do oh, come I on, love Bruce, your work, but out, uh, we we have please. an awful lot of fun every day at the ballpark. So <laughs> we I, do, uh, and uh, I can't wait for this Joe Madden uh, press conference. Uh, it's going to be a good one this yeah, morning. What, what, what are you guys musical, got live or what? First ten million dollar manager, Joe Madden. <laughs> I like it. What are your musical plans for the press conference? What are you going to interrupt it with? Uh, <laughs> my niece uh, downloaded some Taylor Swift on my oh, phone, there you go. so I think maybe that, that some work uh, out well. bad. Bad Girls, what yeah. is her song? Make, I make sure Bad sitting, Blood. Make, make sure you sit next to Kelly Kroll. I will. Kelly, love you. Sully, thanks. Take care. Thanks, guys. All right. Paul Sullivan from the Tribune joining us here at Aurelio's. You can join us here as well at Clark and uh, Grace from 1030 on, where the place will open up. And then, of course, Zach Zaidman at 1130 doing the pregame before Pat and Ron take over the call at noon for Cubs, Cardinals. You can't miss it. You won't want to miss it. Uh, be here on the score for it. It's Bruce Levine and me, Matt Spiegel, on Inside the Clubhouse. We'll come back, take your phone calls and texts, and I want to ask you who you trust in that bullpen, if anybody, in what order right now, Bruce. We'll do that next on 670 The Score. Welcome back in on 670 The Score. We'll talk to John Rooney, the voice of the Cardinals, one-time voice of the World Series-winning Chicago White Sox as well. People should know who you are. I am Matt Spiegel, uh, and I host radio shows from time to time. Now I do it every Saturday morning with you, Bruce Levine, on Inside the Clubhouse, and usually after us with Steve Rosenblum, although uh, we are not doing it today because the Cubs are playing a rather important baseball game on 670 The Score. How did that first score. week go? Uh, the first week uh, for you and me? Or no, no. It was, it was fine. Me and Rosie? Yeah, I know you didn't like it, but I, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, what about could, you and Rosie? How could, was that? Could you really see that on my face? Yes, That's troubling. Yes. i got to do a better job. Um, no, I, I enjoyed Rosie. Uh, Rosie's a, an acerbic, um, you know, incredibly cynical guy, uh, but deep down underneath there, he's even more cynical. <laughs> Which is the beauty of him and his show. He's a great guy. Right. I, I enjoy it because I never thought I would meet somebody more cynical or sarcastic than myself. Right. And so now you found and somebody. It's, like, it's a relief, isn't it? Uh, in some ways. And it's, you know, the, but it's also an image of how people react to me. And I go, oh, 
this is how people view uh-huh. it. Okay. Yeah, I no, got it. I got it now. It's nice. You are you are a breath of fresh air. No, no, he he's a fantastic <laughs> talent and a great writer and a good friend and it's great, uh, great having him on the station. Always uh, following us all the time. Yeah, and and Rosie and I will will end up talking poker off the air for for hours on end if you if you leave us to our own devices. Uh, before we slip in a call or two uh, before the top of the hour, who do you trust in the bullpen right now? Today, you need let's if, if you if I tell you you need two righties and two lefties to get from Cole Hamels to the end of this game. I'm going to ask you who you're trading for. <laughs> well, you can only use what you I'm, got. I'm, that's a, that's too loaded for me. I can't I can't go there. I look, Cshek has been the hero for that bullpen all year. Uh, has he worn down lately? Has he given up some bombs? When you pitch in half the games, mm-hmm. you're going to be pretty tired by the end of the year. He is on pace to throw 77 or 78 ball games. Unbelievable! Just, it's, it's a crazy amount. All right, so he, if I give you Cshek and Wilson. I'll grant you C-Shack and Justin Wilson. Who's your other righty? Who's your other lefty? Well, I'm going to – Chavez is the guy that's going to be there. And the, the other lefty, you know, crazy as it may sound, you know, De La Rosa right now is, is getting people out. I don't know how, but he's getting people out. I don't know how either. Right. This is what scares me. Right. Like, I'd rather trust Garcia than I we, would We De La need Rosa. to take a break. Uh, callers, hold on. We'll get to you. John Rooney, the voice of the Cardinals, joining us at the top of the hour – and, of course, uh, Andre Dawson will be joining us at the bottom of the outer, a live, uh, our, a live report from David Schuster from the ballpark at 11, all before Zach Zabin takes over for the pregame show for Cub Baseball at 11.30. CIT's calls. I forgot we got a break. The opening of the 2018-2019 hockey season is just around the corner. Tickets for your Chicago Blackhawks are on sale now. In October, the Blackhawks have original six matchups, including the Maple Leafs, Rangers, and Edmonton Oilers with Connor McDavid visiting on October 28th. And the Blackhawks are now offering three-game hat trick packages that include a limited edition Chicago Blackhawks winter hat. Great seats for all games, all price ranges available at Chicago Black. Blackhawks.com today. Cubs, Cardinals talk and more next on Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and me, Matt Spiegel. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 